Hey, MindForce listeners, want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell me what you are thinking about this podcast? Send me a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in a future episode of MindForce podcast. They are the latest feature from Anchor, the platform I use to make this podcast happen. Um, so maybe some ideas how you can you know get in touch and what you could share with me is that maybe you have questions for me or what do you think of this episode? Just tell me, give me your feedback and I will do my best to make everything even better. What do you think of the topic I'm covering as a part of this podcast show? What do you think I should interview or invite to my show so you can grab as as as, as much wisdom as possible from, from my show? Uh, maybe you want to do some, you know, things together with me, make up a theme song or uh, you have an, any offer or any partnership opportunity. Just let me know. I will see all of your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you are listening. Just tap in the link in my show notes and um, basically I will, I will listen to them and we'll interact. I can't wait to hear from you. Hey listeners, I hope you are doing great as always and today is a very special podcast day because in today's talk we are going to go a deep, 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 deep into the spirituality, consciousness and awareness and basically talk about what is, what is the reality from spiritual perspective. To cover this interesting and very extraordinary topic, I have a guest. His name is Tom de Kock. He's based in Netherlands and helping people to accelerate their awakening process in a spiritual spiritual realm. Although he doesn't call himself a spiritual teacher or master, even like he rarely uses the word spiritual, but I think it will be a easier to describe him in this way and yeah um, so in this podcast we covered lots of interesting topics about creating your own reality and uh, what is coming up from the consciousness perspective in the like global scale as well as what you can do in order to you know stop worrying about things that never happened that is like the things that you are running inside your head in your internal monologue and why it's bad of worrying about it and many many more topics so this is the podcast enjoy it and uh, feel free to share your thoughts with me afterwards more than happy to hear your feedback here you go Tom, thank you very much for being MindForce podcast guest today. And um, I know we have lots of things to, to cover today and um, uh, we will use some of your wisdom. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Kamran. I'm very happy to be on your show. Um, it's a delight to do uh, interviews like these. So uh, I'm very happy to be here. Great. Uh, happy, to, happy having you. Okay. Uh, for the listeners who are waiting for this episode for for some days now uh how 
talk about yourself. Like, who is Tom Lecoq and uh, what is he doing? Um, Tom Lecoq would be uh, somebody that is actually awake, that uh, it's spoken about, but it's, people are not very used to what it specifically means. But I would say that I am a awake personality, which basically means that I am kind of aligned with the new civilization that we're heading into right now as a complete civilization as we are now. So that's what you could say that I am. I'm also a very normal person <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but at the same time, being awake means that uh, you know uh, how this reality works, what you are as a personality, how we work as a personality. And um, uh, there is a, a constant connection with uh, different layers of consciousness so that I'm actually able to have conversations like this uh, without any thinking, which mm. is for you, uh, Cameron, very interesting uh, in relation to our, uh, our short chat before this interview, because as you know, I had difficulty finding some words that are now very easy to, to find. So, so that's maybe a demonstration of what's, what's uh, going on within me. Uh, I can shift uh, into a different state and then I don't need to think about, about things at all. I can just uh, talk and uh, things come out that actually work pretty fine. Mm. So even with your, uh, this small introduction, I have uh, at least two questions that I'm craving to ask right away. So I will just shut them. Um, when you say that, when you mention this new civilization or new humanity, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, how would you define the upcoming civilization that you are talking about? That is a very good question. And it's also a very challenging question because if I would give you all the answers, you would be shocked. But <laughs> what, I, what I can tell you is that it's going to be completely different. And usually when I say this, people do not understand what I'm saying. If I would give you an example uh, right now, there is the idea that we can actually be a victim of something, including ourselves, that will vanish, that idea. And actually, within about 10 to 15 years, science will provide us with a lot of information that will back this up. So that's one thing that is going to change. And when that changes, everything changes. So that's only one thing. Another thing is right and wrong will be seen for what it is. And that is the biggest change that we're going through right now. This is why there are so many um, conflicts on the planet right now, because we're actually looking at ourselves and, and uh, try to discover what we're doing right now before we can actually make a, a huge change like the one I'm just mentioning. So we're actually eliminating right and wrong in the uh, absolute sense, which means that in the new civilization, Everybody will have uh, their prefer preferences, but there will not be somebody that will tell somebody else that something is right or wrong anymore. Now, if you will, will you take those two things that I'm just mentioning and you will then paint a picture of a new civilization, then you will have to agree this is both maybe attractive, but also very shocking. And in the next 35 to 50 years, everybody will be at that point. So the transition we're going through right now as a planet is huge, it's immense. It's a, a, uh, it's a 
major source transformation, as we would call it in different layers, that has never been done before. We're going to remember everything, which is not remember everything in our heads, but we are going to know uh, in a very deep sense what I'm just saying, um, and, and that will change everything in the next 35 to 50 years. So that's something that I can give you. Mm. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, from my observations as well, I think most lots of people can confirm this. This like changes, like this shift in right and wrong or normatives of like people are living by are already changing. Like this, uh, what's that? Um, like thin line between right and wrong or good or bad or you know all these like understandings and mindsets are being like this. this if before a couple of decades ago there was like strict rules and strict rights and wrongs now things are like there's so many information and so so much experiences that now uh when everyone shares this information within like the communities or each other these understandings are fading and now everything is coming to more like subjective reality rather than you know defining everything like as a as a clear set of uh, rules and objects and uh, living life by based on specific rules or dogma so this is definitely changing um but uh you, you say that it is yeah uh kind of going to maybe the truth is shocking but I, I also believe that it's also shaking so it requires i believe lots of efforts or experiences to change the mindset so if we are going to talk about mindset or like this changing this paradigm uh how would you how, can you give bits information about your own journey and where you when you did come to this realization that there is more to the life other like other than what you are seeing and experiences with your let's say five sense of the five organ, five sensory organs and also just your thoughts in your head how your journey started well that would be very, when i was very young because uh, i mentioned 15 years ago but that was not how it how it when it started uh, that was actually when it got really easy for me but uh, as i as i said i've uh, retained my uh, my connections with different layers and so when i was very young i already knew a lot of stuff and saw a lot of things differently but i couldn't pinpoint what was going on within myself at that time still at that time, I knew as much as I know now, and I saw the things that I see now, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I actually tried to get rid of it, which was impossible. And that created uh, turmoil within my own life for like half my life. I am, by the way, 53 years old, so <laughs> I'm not that young anymore. Uh, in that sense, I've had my past. So maybe until 15 or 20 years ago my life was really rough and i went through a lot of experiences that uh, that actually taught me a lot of stuff about myself about the world and i needed that for uh, the later period that i'm in now to really understand what's going on really understand people so it it, it, ne it never was a revelation or something that happened i simply decided 15 20 years ago that i would uh, change my perception so that I wouldn't make it difficult for myself anymore and just focus on what I would like to do. And uh, that made it very easy for me to, uh, um, to do what I have done the past 15, 20 years. But before that, I went through a lot. Actually, I went exponentially through what people are going through now 
I mean, the fears, the anger, the frustration, the, the feeling of being victimized and all those things I've experienced, regardless if I knew how things worked because I couldn't connect it with myself. So I knew and I couldn't use it. It was really weird for me to, to be in that situation. So uh, that, that would be actually in a, in a nutshell how it, how it has been for me, which, which is very different from which I'm not because that is a part of it. Uh, I'm not an enlightened person. I'm not somebody that saw the light suddenly. I have always seen the light. I just didn't know what to do with it. And then I realized at some point that this uh, enlightenment uh, was part of being awake, which is basically how people see me as being awake as opposed to being enlightened, because enlightened is very religious, which better people understand that yet or not, which is fine, by the way. I'm not saying something is wrong or bad or less at all, but there are differences and that is a difference. So... Um, I'm a very, a, really a realist, basically. So if, if, if people know me, meet me, they suddenly realize, my God, this guy is not meditating the whole day. He's actually having uh, a great life and he's fun to be with and he makes jokes. And, you know, he has his preferences that, that we have maybe in life for himself. So I do not do the good thing because that is the problem. As I mentioned, good and bad, right and wrong are going to uh, fade away in the sense that we are living it right now, whether we even realize it or not. And I'm already doing that. So right and wrong is not at all something for me uh, of interest. When I look at the, at the world, I just see the world. I see a lot of different experiences uh, that we are here for, by the way, regardless of what experience it is. And that's it. And then for myself, I have my preferences. So I'm, I'm a realist, basically, that really understands how things work, why we are here. And that's different. And, and so it's a different, different um, story than you usually hear. And people like the stories of being, you know, enlightened. You know, he saw the light, like Eckhart Tolle, for example, you know. He discovered there's somebody else. I always knew there was somebody else. I just chatted with it, but I didn't know what to do with it next because I was used to it. But I can understand if somebody suddenly realizes there's actually somebody that's observing it. You know, my God. For myself, it's unbelievable that you cannot discover that for yourself, by the way. If, if you are awake like I am, it, it vanishes that, that idea that you are, you know, just that personality. So... It's weird for me that you can discover that something is, is actually uh, noticing everything that's going on, even you. So uh, it's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned very, uh, all the story brings me to a question, or maybe I'm just thinking out loud right now, is a role of fear in, um, in basically on the road of becoming self aware and uh, accepting who you are from uh, and uh, just going, going beyond your uh, limitations or limitations that you put to yourself. So, uh, for example, I know lots of people, uh, some of them are my, my close friends, some of them I just had the chance to meet. Uh, those people have very interesting, you know, they, they have also discovered a couple of, let's say, layers of consciousness that opens up their perceptions to new experiences but 
they are insistently rejecting this reality or their ability at least to understand and to experience that before because they are afraid they say i don't want to take it because i don't know uh, i'm afraid i don't know what will come next and uh, maybe i will go crazy maybe it will be very hard for me my life will not be the same i will not uh, have a kind of motivation to work to to do this thing to do that things and uh, as i see throughout their experience there's always a kind of fear involved that blocks their way to you know be bigger and maybe better for them reality and why I wanted to, why I asked about your journey, I really want to understand because maybe it can give a great lessons for other people as well. What was this turning point when you decided to, first question maybe, have you also had those kinds of fears that you were fighting with uh, before accepting the reality? And how did you, what was this turning point of your life? You decided that that's enough, I'm accepting who, who, my, who am I? And you started to become like who you are right now the um i think the most important change uh, would be um trust it, people don't trust themselves and that is mainly due to religion religion puts everything you can trust outside of yourself and at the same time you do create your reality through your perception which is a different definition than you are usually uh, or probably used to but uh, we create our realities ourselves completely. And this is baffling for most people to even realize, but we do. And so if you put something outside of yourself um, that you can trust uh, or that is powerful and yet you are not, that makes you instantly a victim. And then if there is change and you depend upon your mind that is not created, uh, you know, your thinking mind that is not created to actually do anything with the future, then of course you start to panic. But there, there, are, there are different uh, things that uh, are at play here because if you look at the, the architecture of this reality, because this is created by consciousness before we could actually experience it, it, the whole architecture, one of the components to make this happen, to make this possible, these um, experiences that we have is uh, fear. Fear creates division, and we needed fear to create one and the other to, to create different experiences. It, fear makes you, you, interestingly. And fear is not a bad thing in itself. Fear creates a division, but it doesn't have to be per se bad. It's the experience that you have. For example, if I would ask you to be me, you would reject that. You would say, no, I'm not going to be you. I could ask you why not and then actually you wouldn't know <laughs> you, the only thing you would say is because i want to be me because i know me uh, uh, that's the division that's what fear creates fear protects that so fear protects you uh, so that you can be you while you are here and the same for me in a way it, it fades away at some point but then it becomes a choice but for the architecture of this reality, we inserted fear so that uh, there would be the, the contrast that we have right now uh, within this reality. And uh, so it's, it's different. Fear has different components. It has this deficient thing, which is actually a, a effective thing for the experiences that we have here. But it also can drive somebody and then it doesn't work. It doesn't have to drive a lot of things. And that is because of the division between our intuition, creativity, and our thinking. You know, the, the, to put the power outside of ourselves and then tell 
ourselves that our minds, our thinking is actually able to uh, control everything, which it cannot at all ever. It cannot even predict one second ahead. That, that uh, instantly creates a lot of insecurity. And then what people do by default is just grasp anything they know, even if it's a bad thing. This is the same reason why people that are being abused uh, by their partner stay with that partner. You know, a lot of people around those people ask themselves, what, why do they stay? Why do they stay? And the answer is, among others, because there are deeper reasons why they're staying. But one of the conscious reasons for those people is, if I leave, I don't know what I'm getting. But now I at least know what I'm getting, and that's a beating. But I, I know what, what my life is about when I stay. So I stay. And this is the answer why a lot of people that are being abused stay in that relationship. And that's the same thing that we do with ourselves. We are afraid for change because we don't know what's coming. And we are very negative because we don't trust ourselves. So who's to say the next thing is going to be better? I better stay here. So even if the idea is, um, is, is freeing everybody from, from a lot of things, they're going to reject it at first because they are not sure. And then that's the reason why your friends are maybe discovering things, but they don't know it. They don't know what's going, what it's going to bring. And so they know what they have now and they stick with that. You know, it's very interesting, but let me just stick with this beer that I have. That's basically why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah, I really, I believe, uh, I mean, I, I, I would definitely say that I agree because lots of, um, not lots of like I, I don't want to you know, generalize that, but some teachings or some um, experiences indicate that it's better to um, define your fear and overcome them, like just ignore them, like kick them off from your life uh, and uh, fully embrace what is coming. But uh, your perspective is very interesting that like you are basically giving uh, fear credit for what it's uh, how it served us throughout or serves us throughout our lives but uh you are is it true that you are basically saying that healthy amount of fear when you know, to better define uh define some aspects of reality is good but when you are driven by fear it can be it can basically slow you down or even stop you at some point of your life and then you are stuck Yes, you, you don't need to be afraid for anything. Actually, you project everything outward. I mean, we are discussing very complex things in a nutshell, but still. <laughs> if, first, we should have the understanding that we actually create everything ourselves. And, and that's, that's difficult enough. But if you take that as, as the, the ground thing, then um, let's say you're a projector, you project everything around you, there is nothing else. Uh, science will confirm this in about 15 years. So just remember, I told you now, <laughs> this is the difficult thing for science. They cannot grasp uh, perception specifically. It's not consciousness they're searching for, it's perception that they don't get. Because you can grasp it, you can measure it, and, it, and yet it creates everything within our reality. So, um, where was I? Um, so remind me, where was I? There was uh, about fear and um, like you shouldn't be afraid of anything because you are projecting things outside of the world. Yeah. Well, you can trust yourself because you create everything yourself. But for that, you need to know how you are doing this. And the way you are doing this is by way of 
perception. Now, perception, as I mentioned before, is a little different than people think it is. The perception is, if I say it very uh, easily or, or very simple, it's, it's the total collection of everything you believe, but not in your head. So the things you believe deep down inside, and that is not your subconscious or whatever, that doesn't even exist, people think that, but everything you believe, and that's a lot, that's about... it's somewhere around a million different beliefs they're clustered and they create your reality every day now Mm. um, this is a complex thing in itself but if you want to if you want to understand fear fear comes from right and wrong and now we get back to the beginning of this this talk that we have I just I said then, then that the right and wrong are going to vanish in the absolute sense. And uh, there will be preferences left, personal preferences that have nothing to do with somebody else. So um, fear, fear is a result of right and wrong. If, for example, if you would just imagine for a second that everything was right, fine, okay, and, and great, then you wouldn't mind at all what would happen in your life, ever. The only time when you actually are afraid is when you have defined something as right or wrong. Then you start to, to find out whether what is going to happen is, is right or wrong for you. So um, if you want to understand how to deal with fear, then you have to understand what you believe. Then you have to understand that that actually is a belief, which is a difficult thing in the beginning. Because a belief is not reality, uh, but it becomes reality. A belief is not the truth, but it becomes reality. So you have to make that distinction, which is a very difficult thing. People think it's easy, but it's difficult. And then um, as, as soon as you can see it as a belief, I believe this, but it's not really true, then you can neutralize the belief. And once you cannot get rid of it, you cannot eliminate it, you cannot change it, you cannot exchange it, you can only neutralize your belief so that it doesn't become active and when a belief doesn't become active anymore which is part of the perception that i was just talking about then it doesn't affect you anymore and that means that right and wrong is no longer connected to the belief now i have to add something to this and i am hoping i'm not losing people here because i am aware that this is complicated for most but anyway right and wrong is a belief system in itself we deal with other than fear as ground, um, let's say, as ground rules for this reality with uh, around uh, 10 different belief systems that we built our beliefs upon, constructs, if you will. And right and wrong is a belief system and it's connected to every other belief. So your emotions are created, it's a result. Your emotions are, are actually results as your thinking uh, is of right and wrong itself. You can only have an emotion if something is right or wrong. Otherwise, it would be neutral. So if you want to neutralize a belief, you have to see it for what it is and then understand that right and wrong in itself is a belief system as well. And when you understand these things that I'm just explaining, then you can neutralize beliefs, then you can have a lot of freedom and then fear is no longer ruling you at all. Fear doesn't do much for me. It's all choice. It doesn't mean I'm fearless in the sense that I would do anything or jump from a plane. 
but within my parameters, within my life, and within my my personality, I do not base my choices upon fear at all. It doesn't doesn't work that way anymore because I've understood right and wrong as a belief system. So this is going to be the most important thing for people to start to understand that uh, whether you find something right or wrong is going to create fear. And that right and wrong in itself is purely perception. It's not true. Uh, and that, that goes very far. It has huge implications. And so people are not really um, willing to look at that very much, I can assure you. But once they do, things change immensely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, while you were talking about um, uh, this right and wrong and how basically beliefs define our personal realities, I even came up with a, I just remembered one thing from my, let's say five years back or six years back, well, I was learning about different, uh, I was very curious person, I'm still a curious person, but uh, I, I decided to maybe go out and start to learn about religions. And we'll also talk about this in a bit and uh, kind of di digest all this information or the models of reality they propagand, propagand um, to better understand maybe there is something in there for me. And after some point of time, I found myself being slightly or like let's say super uh, afraid of things that I'm doing in a daily basis that is wrong from the perception of uh, from perspective of that specific religion or religions right I wasn't right. doing anything basically bad but they were kind of as I absorbed these belief systems now I was judging myself and saying that okay it's bad now I was feeling bad etc and then at, at some point I decided that, okay, this is not how I can live and continue my life, but I wanted to I don't know, fight it. But like back then I was calling it like fighting against it in my own uh, consciousness. And uh, it took some time. Like I was trying to, you know, absorb contradictory, um, you know, theories or things that would eliminate the power of those dogmas. But at the end of the day, I, I, what, what I decided to do is to basically I put together this long paper and started to draw a small you know, the circles. I would call it a circle of belief, right? Circle inside the circle and the circle blah, 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 and it comes to the one dot after some circles. And each circle was layer of that specific belief. I did kind of psychoanalysis on myself to better understand it. And the core was the main idea that was feeding all other layers that were making me feel sick or bad. And layer by layer, it took me some months, but layer by layer, I uh, managed to eliminate them. And at the end of the day, uh, the period, this dot also got eliminated by me and I kind of broke free. Right. Uh, therefore, I can I just personally confirm this message that the things that you believe, the systems, and that in most cases, we just get some information and absorb it, but they are consisting of specific layers. And in each layer, you face different uh, uh, realities that affect your life. And as yes. we talk about this, uh, what is the role of religion here? And how would you define this, let's call it for now, spirituality? spirituality how it is different from religions and maybe even like bigger and more intri intriguing question why do you think 
religions are failing uh, during these modern times and that it's leaving, they're leaving their place to more broader understanding of consciousness and uh, awareness. Well, uh, we uh, collectively uh, we collectively um, moved into the religious uh, time frame uh, about two, even three thousand years ago, and uh, we did this to to find out how that would affect us while we are here within this reality projected. So uh, we inserted religion as an idea. So basically, shame and and um, and, and uh, similar emotions come directly from religion. We inserted that, just like fear, uh, to see how it would affect our uh, experiences, which it certainly did. So this is the end of that time. Uh, it, this is the end of the religious era. And uh, that's what you're noticing. Religion is just crumbling. It's just falling away because we've seen it. It's, it's repeating itself. Everything is repeating itself right now in this reality. There are no, are no new, real new experiences. There are just the same experiences in a different uh, jacket, if you will. It's, it's just the same thing over and over and over again. And um, religion is no longer working because we've seen it collectively in different layers as, as essences, as, as consciousness, we've seen it. Mind you, I mean, we are not stupid people. <laughs> we are consciousness playing people. And for that, we had to forget everything in order to, to have the purest experiences possible because that's what we like, experience, no matter what it is. But, and so we inserted religion as an idea to see how that would affect us and how the reality would be. We know this now after 2000 years and now this is the end of that. We move into a different civilization, which is an also a very new thing to do. It never happened before. For example, Atlantis. I mean, it's always the same story. There has been a civilization, it ended, and then a new civilization started. This time, we've, we're doing it differently. We're not ending this civilization. We're moving into a new one, which is completely new in all of existence. Uh, so re religion is, is old. It had rules in it. It had dogma. It had moral. It had so many things that limited us, basically. And uh, so religion doesn't really work anymore. I mean, the more people get afraid right now, this is an in-between phase, uh, the more they will move into religion to feel safe again, to belong to a group, to have rules, to live by, because from within, they are waking up. Everybody is. That's why there is so much turmoil on this planet. It's a reflection of what's happening inside. So large groups still will, will stay with religion, as you will see. But um, at the same time, it doesn't help anymore. It doesn't soothe. It doesn't uh, feel safe anymore. But, uh, but, and that's the end of that. And you see a lot of things uh, coming up that have always been kind of known, but uh, never talked about. All the, the scandals that uh, came up uh, in relation to religion. Um, it's the end of that. It's the end of those times. And um, so religion is limiting. It's very limiting. And I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, in, in essence, every religion, but it's the very essence only, every religion has a very uh, true thing, uh, a, a real uh, thing to... to um, yeah, kind of core message is almost yeah. the same. Well... In, 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 in a sense only, because they place everything that's powerful, always 
outside of yourself. And that's where it goes completely wrong for us. That makes you a victim. It makes you a wrong person. There is eternal uh, damnation. There are a lot of stuff. Uh, there are a lot of things that they have been making up and, uh, and that, that doesn't serve people at all. But it kept them in, in line, all right. That's how religion has been used um, most of the time to keep people in line. And, um, and in religion, you see it in, in different ways. I mean, uh, in the West, we have uh, hell and we have heaven. But uh, if you look in, 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 in the Far East, when you look at India and reincarnation, for example, reincarnation doesn't exist at all. But if you think you are going to be reincarnated as, as a fly, you will maybe watch out this life. You know, that's, that's their hell. Religion all over the planet has always served as something to, to contain people and to limit people. But in essence, beyond that, below that, we have inserted this to, to have the experience that we are having. So it's not a bad thing again. I, you will not hear me say that something is good or bad unless you really want to accomplish something specific for yourself. But uh, it has certainly limited us. And as a consciousness, we are not limited at all. And uh, it's a very difficult thing to experience, even though we love the experiences itself. So we knew beforehand that this was, would end and that this is the moment. And it is ending. So it's the end of religion in the way we know it. But there will always be some sort of rituals that we enjoy. I mean, we are, um, we are humans and we love rituals. So from that perspective, we will keep rituals. We, we like those things, but we will not attach those same, uh, the same importance to it that we have done until now. And that's why you see it fading. It's just ending. It's ending. And from within, people are waking up again, and that is uh, contradicting all the limiting ideas and beliefs that we have, uh, 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 that we adopted from religion throughout the ages. And, and shame, um, shame and, and guilt are the two major ideas, beliefs, and, and emotions that we have uh, adopted from religion, and they are very, very um, damaging us so uh, in that sense um, it is a very pleasant idea to get rid of religion in in the sense that that it isn't pleasant to to live with everybody has problems with shame and and and, and like emotions and uh, and and they they don't work for us so the limitation has been we have experienced it and now that's going to be over yeah it's kind of old frames are too small for a new new and wider consciousness we can definitely definitely i, I would say that we are right now experiencing about one percent of our <laughs> of our being and this will change rigorously and the idea of death will change all those things will change because uh, as you like it neuro neurologically speaking a lot of portals are opening up a lot of new connections are being made, whether you like it or not. This is not something you can choose. It happens because this is a choice you make before you project yourself here. So it happens with everybody. And again, that's why there's so much turmoil going on. It's, it's a reflection from the inside. And that's because of the connections that are being made within our neurology right now to perceive different energy, different ideas, different perceptions, etc., etc. 
Absolutely. And um, I think this is quite related as, as, as in a sense it's about our consciousness and uh, being aware of it. Uh, you, in the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned uh, different layers of consciousness. Um, could you elaborate, uh, elaborate them a bit? What do you mean by layers of consciousness and uh, how would you define it to a person that, uh, let's, let's kind of take myself, right? I'm very curious about learning about different modes of consciousness and layers of consciousness and I never had the chance to get them from anywhere else. And how would you define it in a very simple manner to a person that never maybe met the, these terms? Okay, well, um, this is, as, as science will, will uh, say, they just don't know what to do with it, but uh, this isn't real. I mean, we don't really exist. This is actually, if you want to make it very simple, this is a dream. But while you're in the dream, it's very real. Now, um, the same thing... Uh, as it is with a dream, you cannot point at a dream. You cannot say where it is. I mean, you dream, yet it's nowhere. So um, if I would say existence, that would be basically existence. It's there, but it's not, not in the sense that we understand it. Now, different layers of consciousness are simply different perspectives of consciousness. Now, that is not the same thing as points of view in mental sense as people uh, look at it. Uh, it's not my opinion and your opinion. It's it's different perspectives. Like um, if you have a car, you can stand uh, at the back of the car, the front of the car, you will look at things differently and that will give you a different experience. Now, layers are kind of like that. They're different experiences from a different perspective and they are they might be more connected, less connected. They might have different intentions, value fulfillments. This is a very abstract thing. I cannot say it very simple. But let's say different layers of consciousness are a dream like this dream, but then you're not a person, but not a person, but maybe something completely different or nothing at all. And still you maintain your awareness. And that awareness is including yourself as a personality because you can only expand and never contract. So that's something that people are usually afraid of. That's why they're so afraid of death too, to lose themselves. When you die, you don't lose yourself, you expand yourself. And then you realize that you've been very serious about something that wasn't that serious after all. <laughs> but... Uh, so that, that's what I could say about different layers of experiences, of, 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 of uh, consciousness, I mean. And um, anything you ask me about, you know, and, and actually most of what I've uh, talked about right now comes from those layers. I mean, if I would have to make up all this that I'm saying, and I've done right now around uh, a thousand workshops, only that, uh, apart from a lot of other things, I mean, if I had to make up all that, if I had to consciously think up all that, my God, no, I'm far too lazy for that. I just open myself up to that information and I just poured it through like I'm doing now. And I can talk on endlessly about everything because there are those other layers. It contains information. It's another word for energy is information. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are. Information, energy, and we construct ourselves to have different experiences. And those layers are different experiences. There are different realities. There are different layers. They're different, 
but I mean, <laughs> existence is everything you can ever think of. I mean, it's endless. Yeah. So what are different layers of consciousness? Whatever you choose it to be, to be honest. If you can think it, it exists. It, if, it's, if, it's, if it's really unimaginable, completely weird, then still it exists. If you ven- let yourself vanish, it exists. I mean, everything you want, it's there. And you choose always, as you do now, even though people, even people don't realize it, you choose in every freaking second where you are going with yourself. And for now, we choose to stay here because we like it. Even we, if we complain, we are here. And that means we like it. So, yeah, this is, of course... Um, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not really for the for people that are beginning to understand things. As you see, it's complex what I'm explaining, and this is what I'm configured for, even in other layers. So it's very difficult to to make it very simple. But I'm doing my best, <laughs> my very best. <laughs> That's amazing. Lots of um, great insights. Uh, as we talk about. Um, these modes of consciousness or layers of consciousness, would you recommend or maybe share some tips uh, how, <clears throat> how one person can basically kind of do any specific practice that one can go and uh, implement it to unlock this new perspective to, you know, un- understand, you know, see reality from new perspective or, you know, just, having access to these layers that contain specific information that is not accessible in default mode um, currently? Well, uh, one of the things that are happening all over the planet right now is that people are um, having different dreams than they had before. And uh, the dream world is one avenue where we will have a lot of fun with because um, there will be uh, a lot of uh, content contact with different civilizations within this reality in a, not in other dimensions but within this reality uh, those so-called aliens that they start to discover right now even nasa they they will be connecting with us on a different level in the dream world so uh, dreams uh, and waking up within dreams more and more and more people can do that quite easily right now if they have yeah, that lucid e- dreams yeah Yes, then they will uh, discover a lot more. That's one thing. And another thing is that they should start to trust themselves and accept what they create. And this might be a little little difficult in the beginning because because everybody is so tied up in right and wrong and believing that they actually have control, which they don't, not in a mental sense. And so they want to change everything. And uh, But if, if you just calm down, and start to trust yourself because you can trust yourself even that sounds ridiculous for some people but you can trust yourself always then um, if you just be would be open to different outcomes of something without predicting and stating how it will be and how it shall be and stuff if you would just be open to different options different probabilities then people would surprise themselves pretty fast but as soon as they would close those doors it won't happen so trust yourself trust that you actually give yourself what you want but then next you oppose yourself and block those things that you actually are giving yourself so 
it's very simple. We come here with intentions. If we stay on that intention kind of line, which it isn't, but let's say it is, and you would trust yourself to to walk that direction that you're going in, and um, you follow your impulses and your intuition, nothing much bad would happen at all. The problem is that we oppose ourselves. Basically, everything you want is there. You would have it. It doesn't matter what it is, really. There is not, not something better or more valuable than something else. It's all creation. If, if you wouldn't be so stubborn, not you personally, of course, but in general, if you wouldn't be so stubborn and so uh, afraid of everything, then if, if you would be open, then we would see things just come to us. This is the interesting thing. And people that actually uh, are doing this by accident, they know this is working that way. It's it, the easy things, the things that you are not constantly focusing on and wanting to happen, those things happen. It's always the things that you try to push ahead in a way that are actually being blocked. It's not that you can't have it or that it can't be realized. It's that the trust misses and that's the reason why you try to insert control. So if people want to have something useful, all those things in your life that have never worked are not have not worked because you tried to push it and didn't trust it would happen. And all those other things that did work fine, that just happened in a jiffy, that were effortless, those things you had trust beforehand that it would happen. You didn't pay attention to it anymore. You knew it was going to happen. And a lot of people even said, say that, you know, I, I knew that would, go, would happen. So the trust is there. And at some points, the trust isn't there. Now, the, the challenge and the trick is to have that trust regardless in those areas that you don't have that trust because you can have that trust. And as soon as you have that, unfounded, I, I, I know, but still, unfounded for that moment, if you have that trust, not that something outside is going to do it for you because you do it all for yourself. This is something very challenging as well, but anyway. So if you have that trust, regardless, things will change. It's actually very simple. The principles I'm teaching people, because that's the only thing I teach. I'm not a teacher, but I teach principles. When <laughs> it comes to how this reality works, um, they start to realize it's, it's childishly simple, but they got to do it. And that's where the difficulty is. They want to do it, but then the mind starts to kick in and say, well, but suppose it doesn't work. What then? And then they, they start to oppose themselves again. So that it's not that this reality is working difficult. Creation is extremely simple. You just say, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to into this direction. And, and that's, that's it. Then everything is going to follow. But if you start to oppose yourself and not go into the direction because you oppose yourself, then of course it's not going to happen at all. And the only reason why you wouldn't go there is because you don't trust it's going to go fine in that direction so trust 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 it's it's i know it's abstract maybe in some ears it's like you know what are you saying what is what does it mean trust still 
find all those moments in your life where you did trust yourself, where you had trust, where you knew things were going to happen fine, where you were just sitting back and know that things were going to be all right. It's not that the information gave you that feeling of trust. It's in reverse. The trust created the situation you expected. And as, as soon as you start to see that, that you have to reverse it, first trust, then it happens, then things start to be more clear. And then you can look at your own life because nobody has to believe anything I say. You can find it out for yourself. Then people can look at their own lives and check what I have just said. And what they will see is that it's one-on-one. -on -one. It's just like I said, but they have to reverse it. When you feel trust, it will happen. If you don't feel trust, it doesn't. So your doubt is creating no trust and therefore it will not happen. It's the other way around. So your feeling is not telling you based upon the information what's going to happen. It's telling you whether you have the trust, whether you believe it's going to happen or not. And that is where perception kicks in again. So if I'm making any sense at all, but this is the good thing about a podcast, you can listen to it a lot of times. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I'm making really sense here, believe it or not, really. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing and you know, I wouldn't be having uh, so many people um, that, that keep coming to me, of course. And no, that, not... that, that's absolutely, there's no, no, no doubt on, on, on this because even like if, if you will not look at the, how to say that long-term outcome of the trust, trusting in, in one's abilities and uh, in a better future, even in the shorter, like the momentary perspective, it re relieves you from such a pressure that it gives, broadens your even like perception and you see bigger picture about life. You can make better decisions. So in the long term, uh, I, I'm, I'm strongly encouraged myself. Like I, I, I'm a big believer in this, that it can affect lots of things and also trusting in a p potential possibilities, like rather than just ignoring everything and stacking with the one um, direction because of you're afraid, because you're unsure, etc. cetera. Uh, definitely if there's a million opportunities, uh, at least like one or two or 10 of them are, are going to be better than your current situation. So therefore trusting in, um, uh, in yourself gives you courage to do stuff that can help you. And also it can create uh, opportunities for you to jump off to next level that you are better off from all the angles of life. Uh, therefore, yeah, yeah trust. Uh, and uh, you are, I be, as far as I understand, you are advocating trust as a main main tool or one of the main tools in a, in a way of self-creation, right? Creating your own reality. It's a tool. No, no, no. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, it, trust and acceptance are two basic ingredients if you ever want to feel good at all. That's, that's two basic things that people are searching for. That's what they search for, seriously. So that's it. But when we speak of tools, then there are methods uh, that people like. I mean, uh, you can create instantly if you like, but um, let, 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 let's, uh, let us make it very simple, very simple for a change. Okay, so um, let me borrow an idea from uh, spirituality. They say the only real moment and uh, the only moment, only moment that exists is now. So, okay, so we have now. So what, what are we doing in the now? How do we feel in the now? 
because the now is creating the next now. So if that is true, how I feel in this now is creating the next one. So the only interesting thing for me would be, how do I feel now? How do I feel about myself? How do I treat myself? What am I actually doing in the now? Because the now is not just a second. The now is a little broader than that second, but still, it's the now. So what am I actually doing? For example, if I'm making coffee and I uh, get the coffee pot and I, or, or, or the stash of coffee and I, uh, it's almost empty, what, what am I thinking? Oh, I almost have no coffee anymore. So that's, a, I'm, I'm at that moment, I'm looking at lack. I'm deciding there is lack of something. There is lack of coffee. So um, at that moment, I'm creating something that is not there. It's, it's less. There is something not available. Now, the next moment, and it may not be literally the next moment. It might be a week from, from that moment. It might be accumulating with other uh, moments like those. Then suddenly I have a shortage of money. So I, I look at my wallet and I see that there's no money in my wallet. Like I looked in my um, uh, coffee uh, stash. So what are you focusing on in the moment? People want abundance, but they're actually focusing on lack. It's lack, 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 lack of love, lack of money, lack of opportunity, lack of respect, lack of this, lack of that. And then at the same time, they say, but I want to have abundance, abundance of love, abundance of this, abundance of that. Well, then you have to look in the moment, what are you focusing on? And what people will notice, undoubtedly, is that they're mostly focusing on lack, trying to protect themselves from lack. Always that mindset that says lack, protect yourself from lack. But what are you focusing on? Lack, lack, lack. So this is, this is what you will get. And this is what people are experiencing factually. So we don't need to have any doubt about what I'm just saying. It proves itself. People will notice if they are honest, and honesty is one of the basic ingredients for everything. If they're honest, they will notice that they're actually focusing on lack. They think they're focusing on abundance, but they're focusing on lack. Now, I will give you this. If you want abundance and you go fight for abundance or strive for abundance, you're actually focusing on lack because that's the beginning point. I am living in lack. I want abundance. So you need to hold on to lack in order to go to abundance. So that's not going to work either. This is why people have been uh, searching for the formula for success and never found it. Because that's not how you find it. You cannot say there is nothing and from nothing I'm going to create something because nothing is the state I'm in. So that moment now is so, so immensely important. And that means you need to pay, take your power back. If you don't want to be afraid, if you don't want to be a victim, which you're not, doesn't matter what your situation is, however painful for somebody, maybe that can be, but still, you have to take responsibility for yourself in all senses possible so that you can never be a victim and you can start to decide for yourself again where it is that you are going, how you treat yourself, what is working for you, what isn't working for you. You create your own rules. You don't take society rules. God knows what those rules are, but you start to define for yourself what your rules are and you live by those rules because they work for you and everything that works for you is going to work for you. That's why it's named work for you. So no problem here. 
uh, and it doesn't matter what rules you create for yourself or what rules you adopt from society as well, but they have to work for you. You have to start to decide what works, what doesn't, what direction you're going in. And then lastly, you have to start treating yourself in a way that works because people hate themselves, basically. I'm not exaggerating here. People yes, don't like you. <laughs> right. So start liking yourself. If you think you're not good enough, there we go. Lack again. And, and you wonder why you don't feel good? Look again. Look at how you treat yourself. Look at how you think about yourself. Look at how you punish yourself for a lot of the stuff you have done wrong or not good enough or didn't do. All those rules, all those demands you, you put upon yourself that don't even have a foundation. And then people wonder, why do I feel like shit? Well, because of those rules you apply to yourself. Throw them out, create your own rules, do the things that work for you instead of don't work and live in the moment. That doesn't mean you forget appointments. Living in the moment means being aware, noticing what you are doing in the moment. And that is very alien for people because they live in their heads. And when you live in your head, you're always living in the, in the past or in the future. And then you miss the present. So let's look at people that are dying a lot of people will say that they should have paid attention far more to the things around themselves. They never paid attention. They wonder how they got onto their deathbed suddenly because they weren't even aware they were alive. So be alive, be in the moment, be in the now, be happy, and the next moment is going to be happy. But it takes trust because if you don't trust yourself, that's why that is important then your mind kicks in and starts to protect yourself. And the way it does that is it goes to the past, takes a lot of bullshit from the past that it's already, already been, and projects it into the future as if it can predict the future. And everybody knows that 99% of the things you've been afraid of have never happened. It's, just, it's something that scares the hell out of you based upon data that isn't even even correct so yes trust in the moment and when your mind start kicking in and start to make up stories about what could happen just tell yourself it's probably not going to happen because my mind has never been right in the first place when it comes to the future so in a nutshell that is what i would would recommend yeah, well, <laughs> this is very profound point that um it's also quite transformational that you know to kind of imagine a person that or like listeners maybe imagine yourself um kind of adopting this mindset and uh you know thinking and uh operating with this framework how the life can be different from what it is now so this is i believe uh it requires meditation on that so <laughs> just this <laughs> Not even, not even meditation, not even meditation. It, it requires that you are clear in your mind, that you start to really be clear, think sharp. And this is something that spirituality, which I'm not part of, does not uh, uh, propagate much, which is a shame because they think it's all about the heart. Yes, it is about the heart, but it's about the mind as well. You need Absolutely. to be realist and think, think clearly for yourself. Look around. What is happening? What am I doing? Because you are the one that decides. And even though spirituality tries to avoid that word, decisions, because they are actually feeling victimized as well. 
Um, you are making all the decisions in every moment and there is no higher you that's going to protect you from your decisions. It doesn't exist. You are your higher you. So that's why I say take the responsibility. You are free. You just didn't think it, but you are. So where are you going to go? What are you going to create? If you trust it, it will happen. If you don't trust it, look at why you don't believe it's going to happen and, and look at it for what it is. It's a bunch of beliefs. And you do believe it, so as as long as you do believe it, it won't happen. So laugh, laugh, laugh at yourself and say, well, obviously I can't create this because I don't be, even believe I can. And be friendly about it. Be a nice person to yourself. That's, in spite of all the spiritual things, all the, the, the things that I am translating for people and teaching people, the only thing it takes is be finally friendly to yourself. I mean, friendly. You don't have to reach stuff to be a good person. And, and what is a good person? It doesn't even exist a good person. A good person is an, is an idea. It doesn't exist. And good doesn't exist. Bad doesn't exist. There are pre preferences that people have. And it's fine that they people have preferences, but don't mistake a preference for a truth. It doesn't exist. So. We are free to do whatever we like. And the good thing is, the nice thing is, whatever you want to call it, is that even though people think they are monsters and therefore they have masks on, they are not. People are very nice. People are friendly people. But they have to be themselves again. And so be friends with yourself. Don't push yourself so much. Where you are now is never better than where you are going to go. It's different. And maybe that is something to remember for everyone. It doesn't matter what you want to have, what kind of story you want to hold for yourself, that this is better than this and that is better than that. It isn't. It never is. It cannot be. It is simply a different framework. That's all. That's all. So don't fool yourself. That, that haste to get to somewhere, if you think being awake is better, nope, it's not. It's different. It's completely different. And I will, I will warn you, when you are awake and you will be awake in the end, everybody will. In the end, when you are awake, you're realizing, damn, I'm not going to have all those dramas anymore. And they were quite fun. <laughs> it's different. It's not better. So we have to get rid of that idea, I would say, that, that I'm not good enough. I need to be a better person. I haven't reached enough. I need to reach more. I don't have enough money. I need to have more money. Maybe when you are happy with where you are, the next moment is a moment where you allow yourself more and you will still be happy where you are with a little more. Because as I said, you try to please yourself, but you in general, but we don't let it in. So how do you let it in? By going into the direction where it can be and then enjoying that moment, that now, Enjoying that now, enjoying that now. That is so, so, so important. I cannot stress that enough. Now is the missing moment. Yeah, this is so liberating, like absolutely liberating ideas and um, aspect of reality that everyone should discover. Uh, no doubt about that. So, Tom, um, talk about your book and uh, your courses, your workshops, uh, what are the messages in them like other than we discussed there? Are you 
uh, also sharing some practices with the audience that come to your events and uh, also what are you delivering in the book that you published? Well, that is, that is a, 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 a nice question about the book because uh, actually um, uh, I've been promising that it would be translated into English because a lot of uh, people internationally are interested in what I do, but you know, they want my book. And I've, I've been so busy and so lazy both that um, even though we have a rough translation of the book into English, it still didn't happen. So that's, that's my, my account. I mean, it, there is no English. I'm sorry. There are a few English articles because I do a lot of things internationally. It's, it's, um, but uh, there are some articles of, of talks that I had um, with people uh, on the website, but it's all Dutch and Dutch is a shitty language. I know even Google translate <laughs> It can't even translate it correctly. But um, uh, what I've just said within this podcast, within this interview, is far more than people realize. If they will listen to it again and again and again, they will hear, hear new things. I promise them. I really, honestly, genuinely promise them that they will hear new things that they didn't hear before. I have given a lot within this interview because I know... This, this information you cannot get every, anywhere and it's not it's not given by spirituality it doesn't know it yet and that is fine it, it's not bad it's not you know they just don't have the information yet so mm. as people are waking up what i'm doing within my workshops is actually people that are waking up they find me i don't need to do anything i don't promote myself much at all and uh, my people around me that 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 uh, you know do a lot of uh, stuff but it's not even promotion because I as I said you know I'm here I'm available but I'm not thinking that I have a mission the world needs to be not to be saved we are going into that new civilization when we move into it whether we like it or not we're going there and uh, I'm here to soothe the fear a little bit to give more clarity uh, when it comes to what is going on and also what you can do with yourself. And so people that are waking up, they find me. That's what they do. And so I have um, uh, different groups that I work with for a period of a year, and they usually stay even. And um, uh, actually, I, I assist them with the, the uh, challenges that they run into while waking up, because it's not an easy thing. It's quite traumatic for people that, that even wake up and have guidance like me. So um that's that's basically what i do it's it's um it's not a commercial thing some people from the outside think that i have a business and that i try to sell people workshops but then they don't find anything that actually sells it so <laughs> yeah you have to find me basically and you did i mean i did find you in the beginning but it wasn't and uh, you know it seemed fun to me so i just said okay let's just you know let 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 me get to know him and uh, and so this happened, but I do not no, promote them. Absolutely, yeah. Like even uh, this is definitely fun, but even uh, it's it's beyond that. It's like uh, the thing you uh, share, thing you delivered through the podcast, the information. Uh, personally, I found it so profound that like I will even it's my own podcast, and we did this talk. Like I absorbed information. I'm sure that I will listen to it like at least like five ten times to better absorb all the information because what you are telling uh i don't know maybe it's the feedback we are 
may be getting from uh, other people you are talking to. But as you are talking, uh, I was also like thinking and uh, visualizing things that uh, from my own experience, from my own life, and uh, they make so much sense when you connect the dots based on the information that you give. Uh, and like when you look at, first of all, I look back to my you know, previous experiences, again, I, uh, it, it feels like, okay, now everything is kind of becoming together and making sense because yes, that's how I, that, that's how things work. Like that's how I made my achievements because I trusted myself. I uh, really wanted it and I had no doubt about uh, reaching this, you know, like peaks. So it happened. Then comes next, like why I failed. Okay, I failed because I had doubt um, in myself, despite the fact that I had all these qualifications, all this like strength of making my you know like uh, achievements true. But just simple because of doubt, it's kind of corrupted all the you know reality, the path that I was walking. So uh, again, like this is so profound, and uh, I would really uh, recommend you know people again listen again and to better understand, better grasp all the information you shared. And by talking about you and um, kind of getting your wisdom from, from you to the message to other people, how would you recommend that like, if one, someone wants to find you, where they can find you and how they can get in touch with you? Um, they would be, uh, they could go to my website uh, if they can stand the Dutch. Uh, there, that would be um, um, uh, www.tomdekok.nl, uh, which is, well, you have to put it in a text somewhere, I think. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but uh, they can go to my website and, and look at my face. It's on the front. And, uh, uh, and, and well, if they want to get in touch with me, they can, they can uh, send an email or uh, they can um, use the form that the website has on the contact. And, and you know, I'm... I'm I'm here, you know, I get a lot of email and stuff, but I always try to answer people, uh, you know, as much as I can. And um, yeah, you know, I'm always willing to explain and to help out. Uh, it's if people are genuinely interested, uh, sure. Uh, if they're not, they shouldn't do that. You know, it's, 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 it's basically, if, if you want to know, I'm, I'm most happy to explain. And, um, and actually for those that, that really want to have fun, I mean, You've spoken not just to a person, but to consciousness. This is different layers as well. That's that's why you have this feeling within yourself, and that's why dots are connected. And I congratulate you because, on a different level, a lot of things are happening at the same time. You have attracted me, so that you connect those dots. I mean, you do create everything yourself. You we we underestimate ourselves immensely. Think about this. I mean, you had questions. Now you have answers. So <laughs> this is how we work. We underestimate ourselves immensely. And you get those answers every time you want them. So um, the, uh, people don't need anybody. You can make it easier for yourself, which people do when they come to me. They make it easier on themselves. It doesn't have to be so traumatic or difficult. And they start to understand how things work. But do they need me? No. Nobody needs me. What you need is you. Trust. Again, that you do attract the things that you let in the things that you ask for. Just like we had this conversation on a very deep level and, and on a surface level, we also did what you really like to do. We had this marvelous podcast and 
I hope for you uh, that that you know that this brings you what you hope for. So a lot of things are happening at the same time, and I congratulate you for the realization that you actually did connect those dots. Yeah, man, I definitely did, and uh, I'll probably share more information about this as I can out part of the final part of the podcast after I will record or maybe intro as well. So we'll see. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that, that was a great talk, Tom. Uh, I really appreciate all your wisdom and your support, um, your willingness to join and share this profound uh, insight with my audience, with me personally. And yeah, great. Thank you very much for joining us today. Well, come on, it was all my pleasure. And uh, I, I want to thank you for the invitation and uh, for your uh, openness and interest. And uh, the, the same to everybody that is listening to this podcast. And uh, I appreciate that you have taken the time and the energy to, to uh, receive this information. And uh, I hope you, that it will work for you in some way. That's why I'm doing this. So, yeah, let's... let's um, Let's let's make the most of this even after this uh, podcast. So thank you very much, uh, Cameron, for uh, for this beautiful yeah. uh, interview. Thank you, Tom. It was my pleasure.